pans to the drivers, and most of them are trying to keep a straight face. Except for Alonzo, who's looking over at the camera with his eyebrow raised like, the fuck is this? And then he pans to George Russell, who's just laughing. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Formula America podcast. We're your host, Kurt and Dylan, and this is the Belgian Grand Prix Review. And there's a lot going on this weekend. It was one of those weekends where it's like a little bit of everything. Highs, lows, rain, dry. It was wild. Yeah, it was a crazy weekend. A lot going on. Like it I'm kind of standing by like this it it made the weekend more fun as a whole for sure because the race wasn't exactly like super engaging the whole time, but the sprint really was and you know the extra qualities were, but it was also just a lot. It was like I kind of miss Saturday quality, Sunday race, and that's my weekend. Like But I'm I'm starting to notice, like, I I think we've had some really good sprints this year. And it seems like if you have a good sprint, then the race is going to be a little boring. But you had a good sprint, so that was cool. But, yeah, man, that sprint race for me was the highlight of the weekend. That was awesome. That was just like, what do we end up doing? I think 11 laps uh, when it came, when it finally started. But it was 11 laps, like, on the edge of the seat, Oscar Piastri leading. It was awesome. It It was cool. Everyone having to pit at some point, like... Which somehow, you know, Ferrari still managed to screw that up. <laughs> like you stand, you stand by your call that they're a midfield team. Midfield team, man. Midfield <laughs> team. Maybe All the right. top of the midfield, but midfield. Hey, midfield still the midfield. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we're, there was a lot. There was a lot of news that happened this weekend, the whole Alpine and all that. But I think, you know, since there's a lot as far as the sprint and all, we'll come back later on in the week and discuss everything going on with Alpine because that's a massive shakeup over there but let's take off on this weekend man starting with with friday we had the one practice session which i like i'm I'm staying by it i like that one practice session i just don't like the park ferment i agree because it was a little nerve-wracking because max didn't run for the first half of that practice session i remember texting you being like this might be the weekend like you have a wet spa uh racetrack and you know, that car, if Max doesn't get to run it, you don't have any setup before you start quality. Like, I was like, man, this is going to be pretty crazy. And then, you know, red flagged and he got his car out there. Well, the weekend was his, but I still think they could come out with a new Max Verstappen rule where he gets zero practice sessions <laughs> and he <laughs> would still, still come out. He would still come out and put out <laughs> some banging lap times. <laughs> it wouldn't, it wouldn't matter. Yeah, and so we get to the GP quality on Friday, and it's wet but dry, which is always such a fun. That's my favorite. You know, what's going to happen? Um, so much goes into that. Who's gonna? Who's going to uh, risk it for the biscuit first? And so that was pretty fun. Um, it was so wet and raining; they delayed quality for ten minutes before they even got it started. Um, but no one came out on full wet, so straight to enters, which was kind of surprising. It was that was I I love seeing it when it's wet like that because it's just yeah. I love the shakeup and but then you get some issues and you know for me the big one was Q one when Norris went off and it kind of just like set the tone for his weekend. I don't know if he, he probably had some sort of damage. I'm thinking kind of like Fernando when he went off. I forget what race it was. He went off and it ruined his entire weekend. I feel like that yeah. might have happened to Norris this weekend. 
Yeah, he was off this weekend the whole way through. Like, just not a good Lando weekend. But he damaged, he definitely damaged the floor of his car going off that was at turn seven or turn five, I think it was, through the gravel pit. Like, he was going pretty fast. And I think it definitely did some floor damage. Yep. And then we saw Mr. Danny Rick putting in what we thought was one hell of a lap time, P6. And then come to find out, he kind of deleted. (laughs) It wasn't even. It wasn't even close, though. He had all four (laughs) wheels and then some going through that chicane. So I mean, it was kind of on him. But granted, I I still give him a little bit of leeway. It's his second time in the car, and it was wet. So and a wet at Spa, one of the hardest and most technical (laughs) tracks of the year. Like, yeah. But still, so P nineteen. We ended up with Albon, Joe Guan Yu, Logan Sargent, Daniel Ricardo, and Nico Hulkenberg, who is not was not a Mister Saturday this weekend at all. He hasn't been doing well since he dyed his hair. I think he needs to <laughs> get, get rid of the blonde Ken look and go back to it's the opposite of Albon. Albon started doing well when he dyed his hair. It's not working for yeah, you, Nico. <laughs> it's not working for him. <laughs> but um. Yeah, so those five go out. Really sad with uh, Danny Rick and y- you know Yuki Sonoda did really well making it through. K Mag made it through. Um, so we go to Q two, and the track line is definitely drying fast. And so it's like, all right, like who's gonna who's gonna put on the slicks first? Uh, we did have Max Verstappen almost get knocked out. Like he was P ten, just barely made it. I think it was like three tenths of a second made it through, yeah. which is completely uncharacteristic. And we got to see the first of what became a theme throughout the weekend of him and uh, GP, JP. his race engineer, kind of going at it. Like, that was... Old that, that couple, was <laughs> I know. It's hey. like there's... It's so boring, you have to do something to spice it up a little bit. But it was super interesting because they kept on... You know, the track was drying so fast, the times were tumbling so fast, that it was like the goal was to be the last one across the line before time ran out. So you had the driest track and Max was on a fast lap, but it would have had him be one of the first ones across the line. So GP told him to slow it down. Max was like, no, I want to do multiple push laps. And GP was like, nope, stop. Let's trust me. You know, use your head, stop. And so slowed him down. And he was the last one across the line, like perfectly. Like, I think he crossed the line at the one second mark and made it through to P10, but ooh, he was spitting mad. Oh, do you imagine how pissed he would have been if he would have missed it and got yeah. knocked out oh, there? That would have been awesome. Been fireworks. <laughs> oh, <laughs> especially knowing what crashed the car into the pit wall. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been good to see, though. Like knowing what we know about the sprint race, you know how wet it was, how short it was. If he would have been able to make it through in such a little bit of time to the front, but yeah, he would. He's have. Max. He probably would have that figured away. Been, of course, yeah, that would be an issue. So then, so we have Yuki, Pierre, K Mag, Botas, and Ocon go out in Q2. We go to Q3. It slicks across the board. Um, and, you know, what I thought was interesting, uh, I tried to take a picture of it. It was the top five teams in Q1. It was both Ferraris, both McLarens, both Mercedes, both Astons, and both Red Bulls. It was the top five teams. There's no. No one from the bottom five teams in Q3, <laughs> which I thought was kind of interesting because the sprint shootout did the exact same thing, but both Astons had gone out and both Alpines were in the sprint shootout. But otherwise, 
it was nobody from Haas, nobody from Williams, nobody from Alpha Tauri. Um, everybody was kind of right where you'd expect them to be. Yeah, both times, except for in Q3 on the sprint shootout, it was Alpine instead of Aston Martin, which is kind of interchangeable as is. So I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. But, um, you know, the, the crazy thing was is how far GP quality max set the pace. Like Leclerc was in P2, 146.98, and Max came across the line at a 146.1. Like, huh. um, almost a full second clear of P2. But then from P2 down to P6 with uh, Piastri, there's only six tenths of a second separating them. Oh. So right. it was that's a, super. That's really close. Yeah, it's super tight through the field. And then, um, you know, Piastri was crushing it. He beat Lando, out-qualified Lando for like the third time. Um, I found out later during the race, it came out more. But George Russell was running a different package than Lewis Hamilton was. George Russell had a higher downforce wing, um, rear wing on the back to help in the wet conditions. And Lewis had a dry conditions wing on the back. So that helped Lewis during the race more than uh, Russell. But Russell had the advantage during the wet. And so I thought that was kind of interesting. But Lewis still outqualified him, just saying. Yeah. That's the, the experience so, right there. Yeah. So that's qu- GP quality. Saturday morning, we have sprint, the sprint shootout. Sprint shootout, we have basically the exact same situation as GP quality. Wet, but dry. And so, again, uh, you know, the commentators were like, oh, it's going to be the exact same thing as quality or GP quality. And it's like, well, no, not really, because the you had a longer time during each session to dry the track out. Like, this is a much, much faster session with knocking cars out faster. I was like, it might not be till Q3 that we start throwing slicks on. Like, I don't know. It'll be really interesting. I think some of the teams picked up on that because after Q1, everyone's on alpha, or I'm staring at the screen. Everyone's on intermediates and Sonoda, Botas, K-Mag, Zhou and Nico Hulkenberg all go out. Um, and that's kind of whatever. But then I thought it was interesting um, during Q2, both of the Astons stayed in the garage for like half of the session. Like they're waiting for the track to dry out and they're just watching. They're going to let the two Astons throw in one big banker when the track got to whatever best condition it was going to get in and decide the tires then. But if you watch the quality session, they really talked about when they first switched over to the slicks that it takes like two or three laps to get your groove with those slicks, get them up to temperature as you pass cars, you go through wet spots, like you gain your confidence in the slicks, in the wet. Like you need like three laps on those tires to really get confident. And so it was like, it's not really a smart move to wait all the way to the end because you're not going to have confidence in your tires. Yeah. So generally when you're swapping over or you're in that kind of period where you can go inners or softs, the teams normally go with a soft tire. I'm sorry, right. inners or slicks. The teams normally go with a soft tire because it gets up the temperature a lot quicker. Uh, but Aston Martin decided to put Mr. Lance Stroll, who doesn't have the best track record anyways, on a medium tire. And as soon as he came out on that medium tire, I looked at my wife and I said, he's going to put it into the wall and ruin it for everybody else. 
And <laughs> guess what happened? And <laughs> a minute later, he's into the wall. <laughs> Wheels are going different directions. Danny Ricardo gets hosed again. <laughs> there was multiple times where, like, throughout the weekend, I was like, Aston Martin, what are you doing? Why would you put Lance on mediums? Like during the race, there was a couple. I think I texted you. They were the first ones where it's like, it's raining at turn 15. They bring Lance in and throw him on a fresh set of softs. It's like, what is it that you guys are doing over there? I mean, did y'all hire a Ferrari strategist? (laughs) Oh, man. So. Yeah. So then Danny's out again. But Fernando doesn't even get a lap time in because Lance Stroll bips it into the wall before Alonzo even gets around the track. So we have both Astons go out, Logan Sargent, Alex Albon, and Danny Rick go out. And then, like I was saying, in Q- Q3, we have both Red Bulls, both Ferraris, both McLarens, both Mercedes, and now we have both Alpines instead of Astons. Right. And yeah. it Oscar was, it was exciting, though. put in one hell of a banker, provisional pole, there's one man left coming around the track, and he purpled every sector. <laughs> of course. Of course. Because <laughs> looking at it, it reminded me of when, when Lando did it. I think it was last week when Lando did it. And then, of course, here comes Max and has to spoil it for everybody. But, man, it's awesome to see, like, Oscar Piastri, I've been saying it. He, he's showing a lot, a lot of yeah. promise. He also made one big rookie mistake, I think, in the race. But... He's, you know, it's to be expected. It's his first year still. Um, but man, but that kid, for being he's going to be something. This kid's got some talent. This kid gets a little experience oh, under sure. his belt, and that McLaren continues to improve. You've got something there between him and Lando. Yep. Man, all right, let's talk about the sprint. Because, like I said, this was the most exciting part of the weekend for me. I absolutely loved it. At first, I was worried that it might not go off because we get, I turn on the TV and they're like, start's been delayed, and it's delayed again and delayed again. But man, luckily it was only what I think thirty-five minutes or so yes, of the delay, like and then four laps behind the safety car. So we only got I think eleven laps—an eleven-lap yep. shootout, which and is a roll awesome. Start. Yeah, I even uh, I remember they're going around behind the safety car. The safety car got squirrely going around one of the turns. So the safety car is getting all kinds of squirrely, like which what, what is his name, Bert Mylander? That dude yeah. is the man because it doesn't look like much. It doesn't look like those F1 cars are going all that fast because they're not. But he is putting that AMG SLS <laughs> to the absolute limits just to like oh, yeah. help keep the F1 cars tires warm. It is that man can drive. Yep. I think what did they say? He has led more F1 laps yeah. than any other person in history or something. He's like never that. not led an F1 lap. <laughs> that's true that's true <laughs> yeah that guy that guy's got the greatest job ever just travel around oh, drive all these sure. tracks um but yeah it was definitely wet everyone um like i remember was it max is one of them that said when they're like hey we're gonna do a rolling start after four laps and they're like that's a good call like, yeah yeah it's yeah. You're right. It would have been pandemonium <laughs> if they would have done a standing start. Which I would have been cool with. Do you remember? Like we so they showed They showed the uh, replay from it's either the 80s or 90s at Spa when it was wet, standing start, and like three quarters of the field got taken out. I think the whole race was with five cars. 
Like it was yep. something ridiculous. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it was some great racing. And yeah, Max also just ran away the whole time. Like, did, bye, Max. But I thought I, I thought it was super interesting where once it started, you had essentially one car from each team immediately peel off into the pits. And yep. then um, you know, we saw Max, Max leading the race. It was almost all of the number right. one drivers. Not Max, though, which Max was not happy about. And Piastri got straight up, hooked up, perfect pit stop, right out, no issues. Carlos Sainz, yeah. on the other hand, not not so much. Not so much. But uh, thinking about it, as they were doing this, I was you look at the pit box or the pit locations, right? Max is the very first one. If he would have came in, he's got his pit stop. All these other cars are starting to pile in, so he's going to have to wait till they could slot in, get him yep. a spot to get out. So it kind of worked out perfectly for McLaren because they're kind of farther down the pit lane. So he got in, basically got in and out before anybody else came to slow him down, which, like you said, we saw yeah. really hurt the Ferraris. Um, and Checo, yeah, made I out think it, Checo was did a terrible, you know, sprint quality as per usual, and was in like ninth or tenth place, and so he rolled right in at the back of all of the yeah. front pack, rolled into that first part and had a good one. But Max was out there on full wets and uh, Oscar Piastri cut down some time switching over on those intermediates. Yep, he had one hell of an outlap and then it was all looking good. But then Alonso put in the wall, which it, it, at first when it happened, I thought that this was going to be good for Piastri. Because like, all right, yeah. now, and even Piastri said afterwards, it kind of relieves a little bit of pressure because he doesn't have to defend. It's cutting down laps the longer that safety car is out there. But then, man, as soon as, you know, that, sa or that uh, safety car came in, we saw Max do what Max does and didn't last long yeah. for Piastri after that. It was, he was just gone. I mean, you don't even need DRS. That car is so blinding fast. But you got yeah. a bunch of really good um, fights going on. Danny Rick passed Lance Stroll. Um, you know, the you know, Ferraris kind of hung out and and did pretty well for themselves. Um, ex the we had Lewis Hamilton on uh Perez, which I'm really a little salty that Lewis got a five second penalty. It didn't actually make any difference, but I thought it was bad on the Stewarts. And then we'll talk about what happened on Sunday with Piastri and Signs which is way worse, but no penalty. Like the stewards just continue to like, there's no consistency. Yeah. I, for me, that was a hundred percent racing incident. There was no way that it was Lewis should have got that penalty. They were side by side and like, it's not, and they were on the straightaway. Like if you watch, like Lewis just got a little squirrely and moved six inches over, bumped the Red Bull and continued on and like it, it wasn't like there wasn't room left for each other like it was good just hard racing in the wet yeah yeah i, I, I didn't agree with it but it made for a little bit more excitement too though so maybe it that's did. why they did sergio <laughs> dropped out couldn't compete anymore which for how small the tap that was that did a ton of damage to that side pod yeah, I didn't realize the damage till after. I 100% thought it was just tires were gone and then start looking at pictures afterwards and there's sure enough there's a hole there in the side of the car. Yeah, not a small one either. Like um so I was a little peeved that they gave Lewis. I mean, the commentators were like there's no way Lewis is going to get a penalty for that. Like that's a total racing incident and then penalty. Yep. It's like really. <laughs> um so I mean, it's just a great action-packed 11 laps. 
It was. It was a, a ton of fun. Edge of the seat. And then kind of once that happened, I was like, all right, well, I guess tomorrow's going to be kind of boring, especially looking at the weather, seeing that it wasn't going to rain or not much, not like it was the day before. Yeah. So Sunday, race day. We had Max in sixth place due to new gearbox, five place grid penalty. Charles Leclerc starting on P1, Sergio Perez P2. And Antoine Dieli or whatever his name was singing the national anthem. <laughs> That's the first thing I saw when I turned it on. I was like, who is this? Is this Elton John? That's Elton exactly John's what I thought it was Elton John. And then it's like, pants I thought he retired. To pants to the drivers. And most of them are trying to keep a straight face, except for Alonzo, who's looking over at the camera with his eyebrow raised like, the fuck is this? <laughs> oh, Fernando. to George Russell, who's just laughing. <laughs> oh, I lost it as soon as I saw because I'm thinking the same thing. As soon as I saw Fernando, I just lost it. And then George Russell, same. And then like, I think it was, you know, the prime minister who's like, I can't believe this is happening right now. Yeah, the prime minister oh, not man. too enthusiastic about it. Somehow I feel like he was not in the approval process for this. <laughs> he just was caught out by surprise. He had some talking or some words for the people afterwards, I'm sure. It's just entertainment. Uh, just, no, I don't know. Uh, All right. So that was funny. They got the, you know, everyone's out on track. It's dry. It's warming up. Um, there's a ton of people on softs and a few people on mediums. Um and, you know, that's when they said that the big difference, Russell was running a much higher downforce than uh, Lewis. And so that's going to, like, hurt, you know, him on the actual race since it's dry. Um, and possible rain in the distance. We don't know. But that's exciting. Waiting yes, for it. Because we really needed some rain or, or land stroll to do a land stroll to up that the race the race after like lap one was kind of yeah nothing crazy so what about that lap one right you got oscar piastri <laughs> carlos signs going into term one i mean in my opinion from looking at like the onboards and everything i think that was just a rookie move by piastri he just i totally should have i think that was signs a hundred percent really I, signs, signs was it he Sainz had some, some fault there, in my opinion. I just think that Oscar should have had a little bit of foresight to realize what was going to happen instead of just sticking it in there. I think there was a lack of experience on Piastri's side to think that, like, that risk to reward of there's a wall right there, and if Sainz comes across, I'm done, so I should just give the corner up completely versus trying to be like, oh, Sainz should see I was uh, that I'm here. But Sainz swerved left and right and was swerving under braking, locked the tires up and just dumped it down the inside without ever looking in a mirror and took Piastri out and himself out, you know, eventually. But I think that was total lack of spatial awareness. He was fixated on something else in front of him, locked his tires up and then tried to just grab the apex to get the exit. Never looked. I, I think that was a hundred percent on signs just bad moves, swerving under braking. I think he should have totally got a penalty for that. And the day before, when Lewis got a penalty, they were like, you know, the stewards hold a lot more, 
you know, they're much more likely to deliver a penalty if it ends the other guy's race. Well, it ended Oscar's race. Like, True. completely put him into the wall. Like, how is this not like a five second time penalty for signs? It didn't matter. He tumbled down and ended up not even finishing it. But it was, I think that was all on signs. Yeah. I, uh, I, I wish I could have seen Piastri up there a little bit longer, but, you know, shit happens, I guess. It does. And I like, so science has damage. He's asking what the damage and they come back over the radio and they're like 5% arrow damage. And he just started tumbling backwards. And it's like, ah, oh, surely they're going to retire him. He can't keep up. They left him out there for like 17 laps, did a pit stop, pull nine yards. He's in the back bar, you know, trying to battle with Logan Sargent and losing. Everyone's like, why are you risking your Ferrari power units? You don't have a good track record. Retire that engine. Dude, yeah, I thought they were going to pull him to that first pit stop. And then I see new tires yeah. go on. It's like, what? what's happening here? Giant I don't know hole what they side pod. <laughs> we are checking. Uh, what do you mean we're checking? I'm in last. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, that shook up the order a lot. Signs drop back. Max moves up two spaces. Um, it doesn't take long for Sergio Perez to overtake Leclerc. And then, you know, I was kind of excited at this point because I'm like, okay, like you have Sergio Perez out front, free, clear air, dry, dry chat track. Here's your chance, Sergio, to prove that maybe you can put, you know, some lap times in to stall Max. And uh, it only took a few laps by lap 13. We have Red Bull one, two. Yep. Max is past everybody. And comes out of the pits on t- fresh tires and is three seconds behind Sergio Perez, who's also on fresh tires. And it took him one lap to eat the three seconds away, blow Sergio's doors off, and then drive off into the distance. Yep. He was, it, it showed just how much he outclasses Checo, which I mean, Checo's in second place. People say, oh, that's good. That's where he needs to be. But I feel like, Pretty much any other driver on that grid would be able to do that in that car. Um, it's just it, it, the difference is wild for him to make up that difference coming from P6 or P5 and then pull that much of a lead by the end of the race on him. It, it's just a different category at this point. It was. And it was so interesting watching when Max was behind Sergio and it was catching him because I think he was behind Sergio for a full lap, like on his butt for a full lap before passing him. Um, the whole thing from P13 or from lap 13, Max is P1 by lap 17. So it took four laps for him to eat up a three second time deficit and pass him. And he was like on, on lap 17, he was like right on the backside of Checo and watching the way they attacked the corners, the way they accelerated out of the corners and how smooth each of them were. Max was driving. So much better to have them both in the same frame attack the same corner and you watch Max's line compared to Checo's line through the corner. Max just looks smoother. The car looks smoother. Everything looked more planted, you know, less tire spin, less roll. And, and, you know, Sergio was a little bit all over the place and cutting corners, not using the whole track. And then you just have Max right behind, like hits the apex perfectly, uses the whole track and cuts off another tenth of a second. It was just not even. Like you could tell that it wasn't even going to be a fight. Like Max is driving yeah. so much better. 
You know, it reminds me of is, you know, back in the day, I used to ride motorcycles like sport bikes. And people always said, like, if you start off on a 600 cc bike, it makes you a better rider because you learn how to use the power smoother and all that. But then you got the guys that just start off on a thousand cc bike and they all they don't have to have the technique because they got the speed. So through the turns, they just get through the turn and then on the straightaway, they'll pass everybody. It's almost like Checo drives like that while Max has the finesse you know, and the power now, and he's able to use it and extract much more out of it while Checo's just kind of bullying the car through the track and wait until he gets to the straightaway to pass everybody. Yeah, very much so. Max just looked so much smoother side by side. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's about it, it was. I, what did you text me? And now we're back to our regular scheduled Red Bull. Dominance. Yeah. Like, yep, that was it. <laughs> Red Bull one and two, um, just pulling away. You know, so lap 18, so Norris had a terrible start, pitted for hards, and then at lap 18, it's starting to rain, and they call Norris into pit and throw him on a set of softs. I was like, what in the world? Like, man, he was just having a bad race. Lap 20, it's starting to rain, and that's when they're like, rain at turn 15, and we're like, all right, here we go. Like, everyone's trying to figure out what they're going to do. Aston Martin pulls Lance Stroll in, throws him on a brand new set of softs. And, you know, it ended up working out just fine. No one needed enters. But at the time, there was no way they knew. Right? It was just starting. It was actively raining on the track. Like, why would you? It was a gamble. It it was a gamble. And I think they mentioned it, but it was very reminiscent of Monaco when they did that with Alonzo. They put him on, on slick tires. Then brought him in the very next lap and put him on inners, and he lost a ton of space or track uh, position because of that. But yeah, it was yeah, a risk, but I, it ended up working, especially for for Lando Norris. I think at that point with Lando, the race was going so poorly they needed a bold strategy move, a bold call, and you know a little bit of a risky call, and it ended up working out really well for him. It could have went the other way, but luckily it worked yeah. out for him. Um, they did say at the at that point, so they were talking about the top ten drivers lap times and everyone was lapping roughly in the one minute 52s right they said sergio was sitting at a 152.2 the ferraris were at like 52 fives like everyone was roughly in the 52s max was doing 51 sixes (laughs) just six tenths of a second faster than sergio in the same car in the same tire like just riding off into the distance. They said it was consistent. Like you're looking at the lap times, he was consistently 151 sixes and no one else was uh was even close. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's like, so he's he's out there so bored, the only thing he can do is pick fights with his engineer. Who's <laughs> <laughs> telling him to use his head and he's like, How about we just go ahead and pit? He's like, use your heads. The tire dig is low, but use your head. Come on, Max. And he's like, How about we do an extra pit and you know get some Tire change going on. <laughs> it's like, I'm just going to mess with you now. I know your buttons yeah. and I'm going to start pushing them. <laughs> I got nothing better to do. <laughs> I imagine he um, does that. He sees the Delta on his wheel and he just goes a little bit faster. He's like, if I go faster in this turn and this turn, I bet GP's going to say something. <laughs> and then he does yeah. it until he does. I'm sure he plays these games. Well, I mean, why wouldn't you? <laughs> like, uh, what else are you going to do? Yeah. Uh, so lap 23, signs retires. Um, lap 25, I watch as Russell blows the doors off of Lando Norris. I mean, not even, they came around lap or turn 19 onto the 
pit lane straight and they don't even, he didn't even need DRS before he passed Lando. I was like, man, what is going on with this McLaren? Oscar Piastri was killing it. Lando, what is going on? Yep. Um, he had to have damage, man. I want to see, you know, what the underside of that car looked like. And then There's, I basically at one point nothing. Sorry, yeah, well, well, how about this? At one point, I think it was on lap eight, Norris got passed by Albon and Ocon at the same time. There was like yeah. both sides of him. They just blew by. And then it's just, but once he pitted and he put, I think he put the softs on, right? And or the mediums, yeah. one of them he put on and then started coming back through the pack. Um, but yeah, it wasn't looking good. But for me, one of the big highlights of the race, of course, I'm a, a Danny Ricardo fan. So I had him on the computer on his feed, just trying to see. He was stuck behind those hosses for the entirety of the race. Could not get yeah. by unless until they pitted. But then once he pitted, he came back out behind the hosses again. He could not get past them. I think it was on uh, lap 43 when he finally passed Hulkenberg. He never passed Magnuson, but finally got by Hulk, who was on super old softs at the time. And it's like yeah. that car was struggling. So to see what Yuki did with that car was impressive. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that a couple of the teams, the Haas's and the Williams in general, they're just so fast on straightaways that the cars that just don't have that speed advantage have a nightmare of a time passing them. Like they may be faster through all the corners. They may be able to stay right on their tail, but they just don't have the straight line speed to overtake the Haas's and the Williams. That Williams was impressive. It, well, it was impressive in the dry. It was a very like Dr. Yeah. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde car over this weekend. Because in the wet, it was absolute dog. As soon as it dried, at the or as soon as the race started and it was dry, that car was flying by people like crazy to the point where it really looked like there was a chance where we could get both of them in the points. That was my prediction for this one. And then the rain came and they just tumbled down. And then they never yep. really got back from that. But that, that was impressive to see how fast it was in the actual dry. Yeah. So that's all I got until lap 43. Hamilton pits for the fastest lap and gets it. Um, <laughs> he did, which is, I was, I was actually kind of hoping for him. I was rooting for him on that one. Yeah. Um, so the race ends, Max Verstappen wins Perez and P2 and, you know, we have a midfield team on the podium. Hey, we did. But Claire was <laughs> up there, but Max won the race by 22 and a half seconds. Yeah. And he, good, good so he him, won the race. By 22 and a half seconds, and he led the race for 27 laps. So it's almost a second a lap faster than Checo throughout the entire time yep. that he led. I mean, it's just, is there a chance of Max winning every race from here on out? Like, I mean, without somebody just taking him out or without some sort of mechanical issue or whatever, but I mean, it looks like. I keep saying, oh, he can't win this weekend. He can't win this weekend. But that car has just been so reliable, and he's been so reliable and consistent. I I don't know what it's going to take. It's going to take something random like a, you know, Carlos Sainz or Oscar Piastri taking him out in turn one. They talked about they were comparing him to Michael Schumacher's 2004 when he won uh, his seventh world title. And Schumacher that year won, I think it was 15 out of 18 races. It was, it was, he'd only didn't win three of the races in the entire year. I don't remember what the total amount was, but it's three races that he didn't win, but he won, you know, 
15 out of 18. He was just so dominant that year in the Ferrari. And it's like the same thing this year. I mean, short of getting taken out into turn one or a mechanical failure, we're going to have the same, we're going to have a repeat because if you're lapping a second a lap faster than your teammate who's lapping, you know, multiple, you know, tenths of a second faster than everybody else, there is no hope. (laughs) Like it's, I mean, it's the max. He even had that instance. He had that instance going up O'Rouge where he kind of lost it a little bit, but he was able to catch it and save it. I mean, there's probably not too many drivers on the grid that could have saved it at that position, you know, when he lost it going up that no. turn. So he's just, he's on a different level right now. It's, it's, he's playing checkers or chess while everybody else is playing checkers. It feels like it. Um, yeah. And then I, I just had a couple of like wrapping up uh, notes. Like I did notice that Hamilton couldn't pass Leclerc. Like the whole race, Hamilton was behind Leclerc, and it didn't matter what that Mercedes did; they could not get past that Ferrari, um, which I think was an interesting, um, you know, shows that Ferrari has the pace in the car, should be up there, you know, consistently. But they shoot themselves in the foot. You had a Mercedes that this track was pretty good for the Mercedes car itself, and they couldn't get past them, and so. It's like, come on, Ferrari, you have the ability to, and Mercedes, you obviously have work still to do. Yep. Um, And then Lando, oof. Danny Rick, oof. Those are all my notes. Yep. That pretty much sums it up. Let's uh, let's do our heroes and zeros for this weekend. You start it. Yeah, I'll go ahead and I'll start. All right, so we'll start with my zeros. And I'm going to say for my first zero this weekend, I'm going to go with the Williams just because going into this week, we all expected it was going to be a fast car. It's, it's kind of suited for this track, but just how bad it was once the rain started, it's like, I, I, I would have expected them to do a lot better. Um, but it's just so hot and cold with that car this yeah. weekend. So I think Williams was one of my zeros for sure. Um, and then for my other one, I'm going to go with Haas. This is, they haven't scored points since Baku at this point. And they've had, yeah. we've seen multiple times Nico Hulkenberg, you know, Saturday is able to do one lap, put it up there, Q3 multiple times. We saw him in P2 at the last Austrian sprint race, you know, driving in, in P2 for a little bit. But that car is just so bad when it comes to race pace. And here they are. Uh, Baku was what? I think in April, maybe zero yeah. points since, since then. So Haas. And then uh, my third zero is going to be that national anthem performance, which is just <laughs> awkward and strange. And I just, I, I don't know. I don't know what else to say about that one. <laughs> yeah. So I've got Lando Norris on the top of my zeros list for this weekend. Like just. Really? Man, not a good weekend for Lando. He could not qualify well. I mean, it was just. And maybe he had damage to the car. I don't know, but just not a good weekend for Lando, especially when that McLaren, when Oscar was doing so well. Like it wasn't, maybe it was Lando's car. Maybe it had damage, but they had the opportunity for those McLarens to be up there competing for a podium again. And man, Lando, for whatever reason, was just not putting it together. Well, I mean, to be fair, if it was damage to his car, he caused that damage too. So, I mean, yeah. You know, kind of did it to him. So I, so I I'm a huge Lando fan. I'm a big McLaren fan. I need to order a McLaren hat. I really do enjoy them, but just not the show out they needed this weekend. Yep. Um, two, I got Carlos Sainz. Just yeah, 
like he got hosed by Ferrari on the sprint. He should have been up there higher. The sprint grid had him, you know, in third place. He dropped down to sixth place due to the pit stop. You know, he finished in fourth place, but you could hear on the radio when he came back in, they're like, P4, good job. And he was like, no, not good job. I warned you. You're like, yep. he's, Leclerc seems just defeated, right? Like, I don't see, Leclerc might be talking to some other teams in the back room, but he just seems defeated. Like, Signs is just turning up the spiciness, and it's great. It's super entertaining yep. to watch. Great entertainment value. But that is like, pot that's going to boil over yeah and i here's what i was thinking this weekend because like you said leclerc seems defeated carlos Sainz is defiant at this point and i think that he's turning it up because he's already got an out i think he's already gotten out and you know we're getting into silly season so i think we're about to get some news maybe on that but i think he's already gotten out and that's that's the only reason he's doing that at this point and but i love to see it he's calling him on their shit and and i love it they need to be called. All right, so who you, what's your third zero? My last one is uh, it's again Aston Martin. Man, it's just not crashed both drivers this weekend. Like, <laughs> just I, they made some interesting calls. I was just not impressed with Aston Martin at all, and they are about to be passed. I was looking at the standings. Um, what it was the. What was the standings? One of, I think Aston's about to be passed by Ferrari. They're already passed, but like they're about to be P4 in the constructors. They've started out solidly in P2 and they're tumbling down now. And it's just not, I don't see them turning it around. And in the beginning, it was all Lance Stroll's fault. Yeah. In -hmm. the beginning, it was Lance Stroll's fault. And now it's not so much Stroll's fault as I think the team is just not doing what they were. I mean, you had Carlos Sainz, I didn't finish the Grand Prix, and Ferrari's still almost catching you. So Aston Martin's my last zero. I agree. I agree. That's two weeks in a row for you, I think. Yeah, it is. Last week was just calling them out that no one talks about them. This week is like, no, y'all didn't do good this weekend. All right. Well, why don't you start? What's your, your heroes for this weekend? Oscar Piastri, man. He made some rookie moves, he, but he was driving the hell out of that car. Can't like how crazy and technical the track spot is in the rain, competing in a car that's not as fast as the Red Bulls and the Mercedes, or it might, it might be, but we, you know, it's not been proven out yet. And it's a basically a new car underneath him with a rookie driver, and to be putting it in P two and quality. And competing the way he was doing was awesome. I was super upset he got taken out of the race. I think I would have loved to have seen where it shook out during the race. Yeah, I was really impressed with that uh, sprint restart, the safety car restart. Mm-hmm. Like you said, rookie with a, a essentially a brand new car under him with Max Verstappen on his ass waiting for that light to, to go green. And the fact that Oscar was able to cleanly restart that race and not make any big mistakes, even with all that pressure. I mean, Max was going to pass him. We all knew it. But the fact that he didn't yeah. easily like slide off the road, which he very easily could have done, I was very impressed with that. And I think he's got a bright future. I'm excited to watch him as he grows. Yeah. Uh, my second one is I'm going to throw a bone and say Charles, Charles Leclerc. Got on the podium. Hey, mid- Got the midfield on the guy. <laughs> the midfield guy got on the podium. That's awesome. He held off Lewis Hamilton the entire race. 
you know, multiple pit stops. Leclerc had a good race weekend altogether and kudos. Yep. I agree. My last one, it's kind of beating a dead horse, but I just want to point it out. Max Verstappen is completely undefeated since Baku. He has won every race, every sprint. His average points per Grand Prix weekend is 26. He averages more points than you can win in a Grand Prix (laughs) over the entire season. Like, how is that even possible? I mean, I know how it's possible with the fastest laps in the sprints, but your average is higher than the actual race possibilities. That's wild, man. There's gonna they're gonna make movies about this guy. <laughs> All right, so that was your your three, right? Yep. So my heroes for this weekend, my first one, I'm gonna go with Yuki. He got P10, and the reason I I want to go with Yuki on this is because we got to see how slow that car was. The fact that when I was talking about how Danny was behind those uh, Haas's for the entire race, could not get past the Haas, but yet you have Yuki up there putting that thing in P10, getting points. There's only one point, but he's in a, a dog of a car. Uh, so yeah. very, very impressed with Yuki this weekend. All right, for my second hero, I'm actually going to give this one to Lewis Hamilton because he couldn't get past Charles Leclerc, but that Mercedes, I think, still has a long way to go. But he did very well, I believe, in that car, and he took a point from Max Verstappen. <laughs> so... <laughs> I count that. I count that as a podium right there. As a win. He got the fastest lap. Yeah, right? And I'm sure so does he. He got the fastest lap. He's probably walking around with like just letting everybody know in the paddock that he got the fastest lap, screaming it outside the Red Bull garage. Yeah. All right. And my last, my third hero, I'm going to give it to GP, Max's race engineer, because he's the (laughs) only one. (laughs) He's the only person challenging Max anymore. (laughs) Nobody else can challenge this guy. So, awesome. I'm giving that one to G- I think GP earned it this time around. I, I'd agree <laughs> with that one. There's some really good radio back and forth between the two of them. Oh man. All right, predictions. All right, let's, let's go on. These. Sprint prediction first. We got All right. Max on pole. I had Max on pole as well. What do you know? Yep. So one point there. All right, one. I'll take it. Yeah. Um P3, I had Russell, and uh, mm. it was Pierre Gasly. My P3, I had Oscar Piastri. Oh, you were close. Mm-hmm. My P2, close. I had Lando Norris. Okay. I had Charles Leclerc. Yeah, it was Oscar Piastri. And P1, yeah. we both had Max. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> so far, Max is Keeping us tied. But All right, what was your uh, my wild card? Wild card was three DNFs. <laughs> and my wild card was two DNFs. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I saw they retired Perez, I was like, yes, no more. No more. Let's get through the One rest of the race. Clean. Uh, <laughs> all right, GP. I had Max on pole. As did I. Yeah, but Max took pole. I think I think, yeah, it still counts. Even with the 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 <laughs> penalty it still counts he got yeah i mean he took pole he didn't start on it but he took it all right he got the tire (laughs) trophy thing all right uh p3 p3 charles leclerc actually was in p3 i had checo i had carlos Sainz. i crossed out leclerc and i should not have (laughs) (laughs) 
I had so Sergio takes P two, and I had Lando Norris. Uh, so did I. Is that Lando? I can't tell my yeah. handwriting. It we looks both like had Lando. Norris. I had Lando. Yep. And yep, Max that one. didn't work out. Yep. So did I. So we got points for that. My wild card was there was not going to be a Ferrari in the top five, and Leclerc finally puts it on the podium. <laughs> well, my wild card, which had a shoey attached to it, was two Williams in the points. Uh, definitely did not happen. I thought for a moment no. it might, but it did not happen. Yeah, not even close. Uh, oh, man. So I got four points this week, all because of Max. Yep, I got four points. Thank you, Max, and my wild card. Shouldn't you have five points then? Did I not count a point? I'll take five. <laughs> yes, I should. So, <laughs> oh, and let's finally, let's end it with Red Bull breaks another trophy two weeks in a row. I saw something about it. Did they actually break this one? Yeah, they actually How broke did- it. Um, when they did the celebratory picture, someone knocked over the 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 placard you hang out the wall to like tell things yeah. and it knocked the trophy over and broke it. They just don't care anymore. They're like, we don't have space for these anyways. So <laughs> let's go ahead and let's play fast and loose with them. <laughs> <laughs> At least this one, I don't think was handmade porcelain. <laughs> $40,000 work of art. <laughs> oh man. Awesome, All right. Man. Well, Unfortunately, we are now up against the break, but fortunately for us, that also means that generally a lot of wild, crazy shenanigans are going to take place. Probably see some announcements of maybe some drivers moving, <clears throat> Carlos Sainz. Uh, who knows what else might happen over this silly season, but we will be back. We've got a lot to talk about. Uh, basically, the entire management team from Alpine has been swapped out already, so we'll come back and we'll talk about that and some other things later on this week. Uh, if you like this podcast, make sure you leave us a rating and a review and share it with a friend. And man, this is, uh, I think this is it for the first half of the season, man. You got anything else? That's it, man. Cool. Well, on that note, stay classy, America. We'll see you next time.